0: Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, CSLOlympia.org. Blessings. By music, please enter into prayer with me. Knowing that there is one universal pattern, I call it God, although that is sometimes too heavy of an utterance, so I give it another name, I call it redemption, inspiration, gratitude, love, I call it home. Hmm. But whatever name you want to give it, it there's this divine singularity that expresses itself infinitely and eternally. And I know that it is recognized in everything that I come across in my day-to-day existence. And the pearly ghost of fog that blanket the morning hills, the barnacle-scarred soles of feet, mementos of previous explorations, and the frost crisp leaves taking their final bow in this form. This divine presence is Omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. And I know that I too am an expression of that gratitude, an expression of that divine presence. I am God's poem, translated into this physical form. I am the timber and texture of all those God qualities, uniquely voiced to give it expression. I am immersed in, steeped in, the tea of the divine, divinity, if you will, And I know this to be the truth for each one here, whether they are in person, remote, or wherever they may be, that nothing could parse out or separate them out from that divine presence. It is their birthright to know this. Each one is their own poem of God, writing itself with each breath. So I affirm for this service today that it is amplified and lifted by the gratitude that is shared amongst each one. everything that flows into this service, the words that are spoken, the music, the behind the scenes movers and shakers, the volunteers, through the contemplations, meditations, inhalations and exhalations, that all of these build off of one another to offer a lifting of consciousness for each one, for the collective and for this home at CSL Olympia. And I know that nothing could diminish the flow of good that is always flowing in through and as each one and through this home. So I'm eternally grateful for this time spent tabernacling with the one, with each one. And humbly I honor this word and this truth and give thanks for it. And I give thanks for the law that always affirms it. And I know that gratitude always flows through this word as I offer it up to that law, knowing that it is recognized and demonstrated upon accordingly. With a grateful heart, I simply say, and so it is.
1: Wonderful opening from Tim. Thank you so much. Deeply inspiring. I love that tabernacling with the divine. You know, we're talking about gratitude beginning at home. The tabernacle is that place of sanctity. Um, where there's. In certain traditions, it's where the divine lives, where God lives. But we know that God is ever-present and not confined to one little space or time. Uh, But it's that sacredness. It's that sacred, deep innerness. Each of us is and has a tabernacle within us. Yes? So that's the home. Our talk today is gratitude begins at home. It's from that tabernacle within us. And it's from that tabernacle that we are that gratitude begins. This whole month we're looking at uh, at living everyday wonder. This whole year we're looking at everyday wonder. Approaching life with wonder and curiosity. And and each month we're looking at a different aspect of life, of where we're applying that. And so this month is applying it at home. Kind of appropriate, some because you know some of us will be doing home stuff this coming weekend, yes, or this coming week. And sometimes home, that home is a pleasant thing and a wonderful thing. And sometimes it's a less than wonderful thing. Let's just put it that way. And so, but if we can remember that we are home. We are the tabernacle. And this out here can't change that. Nobody else can change that. We can anchor ourselves in that. Ernest Holmes says, An attitude of gratitude is most salutary and bespeaks the realization that we are now in heaven. When? Yeah. Now. So I love that song, The Power of Now. It's the only moment, yes? Yes. And he goes on to say, gratitude is one of the chief graces of human existence and is crowned with a consciousness of unity. When we're living in that now, when we're living in that tabernacle consciousness, we recognize that there's only one and that we are a part of, we are within that one. Salutary, salutary means promoting health and producing beneficial effects. So attitude of gratitude, and he's, saying, he's writing Attitude of Gratitude, by the way, back in about 1936 or so, uh, a little before it became kind of a catchphrase in the 80s and 90s, okay? So, um, but that attitude of gratitude produces a beneficial effect within us as well as rippling out from us. Gratitude doesn't have to be to someone or even for something. Gratitude is a way of seeing life from a viewpoint of already present good, that's a capital G, good, the way the divine experiences itself. It's a consciousness of the unity and the wholeness that already exists. We just sometimes have difficulty seeing this, yes? Well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I sometimes have difficulty seeing this, and maybe there's one other person in here who also, but, but, for, you know, but it's that consciousness of good that's already present. So last week we spoke of reorienting ourselves from being human beings trying to have spiritual experiences, often in order to fix or heal something in our human lives, to truly recognizing ourselves as divine spiritual beings. I love Tim's metaphor, as poems of the divine. How's that? You're a poem of the divine. You're a song of the divine. Breathe that in for a moment. Take it seriously. This is not just an idea to kind of let float over your head. Bring it in. So we recognize ourselves as divine spiritual beings, co-creating spiritual experiences, awarenesses, and learnings in human form. But we are first and foremost divine beings, spiritual beings. And we create these these experiences to learn more directly and experience more directly our divine nature, who we really are. And we asked, what if this is our real home? What if this consciousness is our real home? Not some place in space and time that we maybe grew up in, not people or experiences, but a state of consciousness, a state of awareness, shifting from being a person in a space to being the space in which we are the person. And our only attitude becomes joy and gratitude for beingness itself. And thus gratitude begins at home. Paul, in his... First letter to the Thessalonians. This was a new community in in Thessalonica that he was trying to help establish and give them some encouragement. And he closes out his whole little letter by saying, rejoice always, pray unceasingly, in everything give thanks. Not for the good stuff, not for the ungood stuff, in everything. By the way, he was sitting in prison when he wrote this. So what's our consciousness? Can we in everything give thanks? Not because of the stuff out there, but because that is who we are and how we are living. When we are living as our divinity, gratitude is a natural byproduct. When I recognize who I am, it's just I'm happy to be who I am. I'm grateful to be who I am. Father Richard Rohr says, Prayer is sitting in silence until it silences us. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm sitting in prayer, it's like my mind is going, and I have to wait until it silences me. Choosing gratitude until we are grateful and praising God until we ourselves are an act of praise. Mature your prayer always breaks into gratitude. You know, those who attended last week's workshop on our affirmative prayer process, spiritual mind treatment, learned that we sit in each of the five steps until we feel it, until we embody it, until it becomes us. And the fourth step out of that is the step of gratitude. It's I've declared that God is, I am, this thing is so, and now I'm just grateful. I'm just in Gratitude. <laughs> And as far as Richard Rohr said, gratitude is always the result of mature prayer. When we really have that prayer, and a prayer isn't, isn't beseeching somebody up there. Prayer is a knowing within ourselves. When we're in that, the result of that is gratitude. And gratitude is not necessarily to someone, and it's not necessarily even for something. Rather, it's a way of living, it's a way of being. When we reorient from a point of view, from the viewpoint of, is my human life going the way I want it to? Anybody besides me? Okay. Is my human life going the way I want it to? To being spiritual self co-creating experiences for my own expansion and growth into a deeper experience of infinite love and my own divinity, we experience life differently. It's not a case of what's happening out there dictating how I feel in here. It's a case of I am knowing who I am. And this out here begins more and more to reflect that. Seeming disappointments and setbacks become points of learning, awakening, and awareness. That's a lovely idea, right? And when you're in the midst of it, you want to go, yeah, I don't want to awaken no more. As a personal example, I recently had been on three dates with a person and there was a mutual like there. And even though I knew it wasn't a long-term thing, I had created a certain idea in my mind about how we were relating to each other until the other night I was informed by that person that we were not and had never been dating. Mm. My human self... Went through various emotions, feeling stupid and embarrassed, shame, hurt, anger, blame, her. The usual stuff, right? We've all had some of those experiences. Until I came to see how my own expectations and patterns were playing out perfectly in an area of my life in which I feel vulnerable and, I, and very tender from past history. And then there was a deep clarity that came from that, where I could see underlying patterns that had been running for a long time more clearly and needs that allowed me to be less likely to replay or repeat that scenario in my life again. I woke up. You know, I always warn people about praying for clarity. (laughs) Because you may not like what shows up. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I've been doing some deep work lately that really supported me that after my initial hour-long tantrum, grounded me in my divine self and allowed me to see something beyond the, the blame-shame game and allowed me to move into gratitude for the awareness that has unfolded as a result of this experience. That's a different way of being then spending days, weeks, years in a different consciousness. Living as, as gratitude helps us to have a different perspective on our lives, to stop judging things as, I like this, I don't like this, to moving away from the ego self's orientation to the divine self's orientation. You know, yesterday I was coming home from grocery shopping, and it was a beautiful, brisk day, yes, sunny, you know, just gorgeous day. I had the top open on the Miata. I was all bundled up with the heat turned on, of course. And I had a moment, just before I was pulling into the street where I lived, I had a moment where I realized that the day will come that I will no longer be able to enjoy this experience. Yes? And it wasn't a fatalistic, downer, depressing feeling. It was an awareness that called me to more deeply appreciate this moment, this now. And to be grateful for this moment, this moment. I've had times in my lives when I felt deeply sad, hurt, angry, or betrayed, or all of the above simultaneously, and suddenly been grateful that I could feel emotions. When I was in... Personal growth seminars back in the late 70s and early 80s, I remember the instructors kept looking at me, going, Robinson, feel something. <laughs> because I was so locked up that I couldn't feel anything. Chocolate. Not even chocolate. Well, I could digest chocolate, but I couldn't feel the emotions. And so I was suddenly grateful that I could feel these emotions. And finally, the tears that wanted to fall could fall. The anger that wanted to express could express. And I could just simply be in that freedom of being a human being, experiencing life more fully. See, gratitude isn't just about dutifully making a list in your journal at the end of the day of all the things you're happy about. I mean, that's a great practice. But it's more than that. It's not being nice and polite and proper and saying thank you for things you don't really want. Rather, it's a shift in consciousness that sees, that truly sees, or at least suspects, the good, that there's a far greater good than the ego's judgment of like or dislike. There's an authenticness that is available to us, an authenticity that is available to us. But we have to get past that. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Do I like that person? Do I not like that person? Are they nice to me? Are they not nice to me? We have to get past that into I am. I am. This greater good is always present. It's always present because that's the nature of the divine. Divine. It is just pure capital G good, and by that I mean there's a good that's beyond our human judgment of good-bad, right-wrong. Not that that invalidates that, but there's something more. It's a different level of reality. We can remember the Michael Beckwith quote, that a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. Mm. It's not always pleasant, but it's true. And that opens us up more quickly to a deeper experience of love, of joy, of good. Not as to sweep my feelings under the carpet and, and put on a happy, happy face mask. Not that. Not doing a spiritual bypass. But rather a place of genuine gratitude, not necessarily for the experience itself, but for my growth and expansion through the experience as a result of this experience. So gratitude is a way of of life, as a way of life is choosing love and joy as a way of life. It's shifting from the wounded ego's experiences. We all have a wounded ego. Can we just acknowledge that? Okay, And it gets triggered. And that's okay. Let it get triggered. Let it do its thing and what it needs to do. At the same time, keeping another foot anchored in, there's something greater here. And I'm willing to open to it. It may take me a bunch of days of writing, being angry, you know, journaling out my stuff, writing a, <laughs> I used to, when I did relationship workshops, you know, and, and people were cleansing out old relationships, I'd say, write a dear you, I'm going to say a word that's not family friendly, okay, just, are you, Okay, right? dear you, bitch, or dear you, bastard, and start off and say everything you wanted to say to them, and then burn the letter, don't send it to them, burn the letter, you know, but we have to have that cleansing of the emotions so that we can step into a deeper experience of who we genuinely are, getting the junk out of the way so we can truly experience who we are. So gratitude is a way of choosing love and joy as a way of life. It's shifting from the wounded ego's experience as the only reality and lifting and expanding to a higher viewpoint. Do you want to play with that? See, stuff will happen. Have you noticed? Stuff will happen. Can we stay anchored at home? Can we stay in our tabernacle self, our divine self? Can we remember that we're not just a lowly worm of the dust here to be kicked around by life, but we are a poem of God, a song of God, the divine being you and me. The divine is taking the time, the energy, the thought to be you. Yes? So you matter. And you're valued. And you're immersed in an infinite love. And it's not about whether anybody out here agrees with that. We get people who come from their own fear and woundedness. But as we can remember who we are, we start to free ourselves of the the straitjacket, if you will, of our old patterns and our old feelings and how we should twist ourselves to please them out there and start to be authentically ourselves, gratefully. So this week, pay attention to the opportunities for gratitude. Practice being grateful in all things. Practice with the things you might take for granted. The sun, the rain, walking, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling. You know, not everybody can do these things. Being grateful for that. Being grateful for my feet. Being grateful for my pinky over here. Being grateful. Seeing a little deeper, because the day will come and none of us will have these bodies to play with and experience. And so let's have fun now. Let's live in gratitude and experience all this now. So what are you grateful for now? You know, if you're going to see family for the holidays, can you look at them with eyes of love and gratitude without having to either conform to the way they want you to be or that they have to conform to the way that you want them to be? To so practice rejoicing, and in all things, be grateful. I want to quote, close with a quote. Those of you who read the E! News, you already know this quote because it was in the E! News. Those of you who don't, <clears throat> shame, shame, no. <laughs> I'm grateful that you have something to open up to and, and explore more of. And this comes from Reverend Kathy Ann Lewis up in C- uh, CSL Seattle. Gratitude is like a pair of really good sunglasses not just a pair that looks good, but ones that block glare and help you see better without having to squint. I learned about the difference a good pair of sunglasses can make when I bought a pair designed to block glare. Now I can be outside for long periods of time and not get headaches. How many of you get headaches from life sometimes? And so do we have a pair of really good sunglasses that can block that glare and help us remember our divine nature? Gratitude is like that. I can look like I'm a grateful person by saying thank you and giving compliments, or I can choose to be a grateful person and see everything through the lens of gratitude. This can be hard at first, not having to squint really hard to see the thing, the good in a thing. But the choice to be grateful tends to eliminate the glaring error of people, places, and things. And that includes our own selves, because once in a while we do stuff that we might not be grateful for. So take that in, enjoy gratitude. We have an affirmation in a slide. Say this with me. I am grateful for all of my journey. One more time. I am grateful for all of my journey. And so it is. Look around at the faces of God. Hi, faces of God. Ah, and I invite you to just drink this into your heart, this community. I love, uh, Susan sort of slipped and said this is the community for spiritual living. It's really called, officially we're the center for spiritual living, but we also are the community for spiritual living. So just uh, drink that in. I recognize that there is one infinite presence. Whatever name we give it, there's just this one. This singularity, as Tim likes to call it. Divine singularity. That is all that there is. It is love. It is wholeness. It is a good that's beyond our concept of good and yet includes our concept of good. We are that. Since it's infinite, we have to be that. There is nothing else and nowhere else to be. Breathe in. I am the light, the light I am. And so we recognize that. We take our light that we know is pouring into us and shared out from us in this world this week. We live as gratitude, in gratitude. and We feel the shift that this creates within ourselves and our experience of life itself and of the world around us. We let go of old patterns of clinging and fear and hurt and all that and move into our love, move into our gratitude, move into our tabernacle, move into our divinity. And so it is.